Hello out there, podcast listeners. Welcome to the inaugural episode of Educated Guesses. I'm Stephen Monick. I write on the website GGR, the Great Geek Refuge, under the name Pete Rogers. Uh, if you want to check out this podcast, other podcasts, and some amazing articles, go to greatgeekrefuge.com. It's powered by Squarespace. They do a phenomenal job with the website design there. Uh, we are expanding our podcast uh, network. Uh, some of you might be familiar with our GGR Pirate Radio, where we talk about a number of different topics you can get geeky about. And we're going to be extending our podcast network. So Mike, myself, and some other contributors will be doing a, a whole network of podcasts. Uh, this one here is Educated Guesses. Um, a lot of the podcasts we've talked about in the past, we've talked about movies, comic books, TV shows, things along those lines. And I always like to throw out guesses of where it might be going, what it might be looking like in the future. And I said, why don't I just make my whole podcast about that? Uh, so we're going to be looking at the history of some things. We're going to be looking at some rumors and things out there to maybe try and figure out what would be coming down the road. Uh, today for the inaugural podcast, we're going to be looking at Captain America Civil War. Uh, some of the things that are out there and, and some of the interesting topics to talk about and take some educated guesses as to where it might be going. Uh, I want to preface this with the fact that there are going to be a number of spoilers. Pretty much assume that everything about the Marvel Universe could potentially be spoiled. Anything from Iron Man up to Age of Ultron right now and things from the comic books and TV shows as well I'm going to touch on here today. Uh, so if you are not one to listen to spoilers, uh, check out some of that media, check out what you want to see, and then come back and listen to the podcast. Uh, so I want to start off with a little bit of an intro and background to the comic line Civil War. Uh, that's what the movie's going to be based upon, uh, some of the different uh, hallmarks and, and, and keystones from the comic line. So I figured it's a good place to start. A um, couple years ago, uh, Marvel did one of their many crossovers that they do where they bring all of their heroes together in a big epic story arc. And Civil War is one of the most most beloved, most well-renowned of those crossovers. Uh, the basic story is this city of Stanford, Connecticut uh, was being plagued by some supervillains and a young team of heroes uh, were off fighting them in the city trying to stop them from doing their nefarious deeds. Uh, and at the time, they were filming a reality show following them while they fought their supervillain counterparts. Um, the battle took place throughout the city, and one of the villains, Nitro, uh, he has the ability to kind of explode. He's like a living bomb, basically, kind of taking his name from nitroglycerin. And the entire event was fought, and then Nitro exploded, annihilating the city, killing thousands. And the entire event was captured on camera because of this reality show that they were filming. And that caused a lot of public outcry. A lot of people were saying, look, these superheroes are running around unchecked, just doing whatever they want, and innocent civilians are suffering from the fallout. They're, they're the casualties of this whole thing. And so government decided to pass a Superhero Registration Act where all superheroes had to register their real name along with any aliases that they went under while fighting crime and we're going to be regulated and directed by the government on where to go, how to fight, what supervillains to take out, that sort of thing. And this caused a huge divide in the superhero population. Uh, about half the heroes were fully on board and, and felt that 
they needed more direction and were fine with the government oversight. And the leader of that crew was Tony Stark, Iron Man. He had been in the public image. Everyone had known he had been Iron Man for years. Um, he really didn't see a problem with it because he'd been living in the public view for forever. The rest of the heroes felt that this was an affront to their liberties. They had the right to defend their homes, their communities, their neighborhoods, and their fellow citizens how they saw fit. And they felt that registering um, was going to paint a target on not only them, but their families. A large region, uh, Spider-Man has never revealed his identity. because He's always afraid that Aunt May or Mary Jane is going to be a target. Um, and that group was led by Captain America. He was the one who felt that, you know, I defend America, not the government, but America and what it stands for. And I feel that this registration is an affront to what America stands for. And so his half of the heroes uh, went uh, with him underground and, and did not register and became criminals and fugitives. And so numerous battles, deaths on both sides, huge fights to come throughout. Uh, eventually, it gets to the point where Captain America turns himself in. The, the, the fighting, the battling is all over. And as he's been taken to the courthouse, he is assassinated. Uh, the villain Crossbones and uh, Agent 13, who was who a good guy in Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., but she was brainwashed, um, they assassinate Captain America now. Very much like all comics, he doesn't really die, he wasn't really killed, there's this whole complicated story so they could bring Steve Rogers back, but for all intents and purposes, for the Civil War story arc, he was killed at the end. So that's the basic gist, the, the main key points there of what the Civil War story arc is. Um, now let's move on to some of the rumors and some of the things that we're hearing about the movie itself. And I want to start right at the end there with Captain America's death. Uh, the actor who plays Captain America, uh, Chris Evans, he actually still has three pictures left on his deal with Marvel. So that would include Civil War and then most likely the two-part Avengers movie, uh, Avengers Infinity War Part 1 and Part 2. When you think about the way that these contracts have worked out, they haven't always technically been used. I mean, Hugo Weaving, who played the Red Skull in the first Captain America movie, he signed on for a three-picture deal, but they've really only used him once. So I mean, we can't take what they signed on for a deal as a 100% on absolute point. This is exactly how many movies they're going to appear in. It's not a you know one-to-one -one translation. However, Chris Evans is one of the keystones. If it's not Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man, that probably Chris Evans is the most popular character out of the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, so I feel like Disney's going to want to wring out every drop they can out of the contract that he signed, and they're going to keep him along. Now, in Winter Soldier, the prior movie, uh, they did set up a few Easter eggs. The most notable uh, was Bucky, uh, who was the Winter Soldier. Uh, he, in the comics down the line, after Captain America is assassinated, he picks up the shield and becomes the new Captain America, saying that basically the world always needs to have a Captain America. Um, and in the movie, there's a scene in the midst of when Captain America and Bucky are fighting for the first time, uh, if you don't include that little rooftop chase that they went through together, uh, he actually picks up Captain America's shield and holds it in a very... Uh, Captain America-esque pose where he's you know kind of defending with the shield 
might be a little foreshadowing with what Marvel wants to do. The actor that plays Bucky, the Winter Soldier, uh, Sebastian Stan, he signed on for a nine-picture deal with Marvel. So again, even though I just said, can't always go by what they're going to do, Marvel obviously does have some plans for him down the road. Now, whether that's to continue as the Winter Soldier or to take up the mantle as Captain America when they're done with Chris Evans, hard to say. Who knows what Chris Evans is going to do when this deal is up, if he's going to re-up and, and sign on for a couple more deals, uh, a couple more pictures, who knows. Um, now, the person who killed Cap in the comics, Crossbones, he is going to be making an appearance in the movie. He was actually in Winter Soldier, uh, Brock Rumlow. He was... Uh, in the movie, he was basically like the head shield field operative that worked with Cap. Um, they started off together when they went to see Batroc the Leaper and infiltrate that ship he took. Uh, he fought Cap in the elevator with that whole crew, guys, which was a, just an amazing scene. Um, and then at the very end, he's the one who's fighting Falcon in the Triskelion that's being smashed apart by one of the falling helicarriers and gets crushed by the rubble and they make a point to show him at the end that he's still alive taken uh, by some doctors to, to be fixed up uh, a few pictures have leaked online already on set of him in his full crossbones gear i kind of like it in the comics crossbones huge like humongous muscular guy with the kind of luchadora mexican wrestler mask very reminiscent of bane from the comics from the dc side that batman villain um I think he's supposed to be kind of like their parallel to him. And Crossbones is kind of like an assassin for hire. I don't think that they're going to kill him. I mean, that's just my my educated guess, my, my personal choice here. I don't see them going that route and killing him. Um, I think Crossbones is going to be probably in place of the Stanford annihilation. He's probably going to cause some kind of problem. Uh, probably cause a lot of deaths and very much the, the lead off of the movie that starts the conversation about the superhero registration at kind of the, uh, the last straw that breaks the camel's back when you talk about all the damage that has happened throughout the prior movies. You could use those as reference points and then Crossbone says, hey, Captain America, I'm doing this because of what you did to me, blows up a city or you know kills hundreds of people and that's what gets the conversation going. Um, that's kind of what I see. I don't see him having a humongous role. Um, probably not even near as much as he had in Winter Soldier. Uh, the other villain that, uh, well, kind of hero but brainwashed that, that killed him, Agent 13, she's also in the movie, Sharon Carter. She was played, um, I'm going to say, uh, Emily Van Camp, I believe her name is. Uh, she's the, the blonde woman who was pretending to be Cap's neighbor in Winter Soldier and then turns out to be a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. Um, uh, they, they didn't really flush out her character very much. I don't even think they technically called her Sharon Carter. I think they just called her Sharon. Um, I'm not sure if they're even going to bridge that gap. My guess, and again, here's a real spoiler for you people. So if you don't want to know what's coming up on Civil War, you might want to plug your ears for the next 30 seconds. Um, there have some pictures leaked online of a flyer, like a um, almost like a church bulletin. Um, showing the dates uh, and showing Peggy Carter's name. So there's clearly going to be a funeral scene in the movie uh, where Cap's going to attend and, and Peggy had, had passed away. I don't know if it's part of the attack or it's just stemming from the illness that she had that was established in the prior Captain America movie, hard to say. 
but it wouldn't surprise me if Cap goes to pay his respects and then sees Agent 13, Sharon Carter there again. She is his romantic entanglement in the comics. They have a relationship together. Um, so it's not going to surprise me if they kind of use that to bridge that gap there. Um, I don't see, you know, there, there seemed Winter Soldier to be some kind of flirtation and everything with Cap and Black Widow. But because of their, uh, in Age of Ultron, moving Black Widow to have a relationship with Bruce Banner and the Hulk, um, I could very much see a need, a hole for um, that love interest, a place uh, where you would need a female character to match up with Cap. And, and I think that uh, Agent 13 would be a good uh, piece for that. Um, moving away from the death of Captain America and the characters there, another character that is making an appearance for only the second time in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is uh, Thunderbolt Ross. He was the uh, general who was hunting and tracking down the Hulk in the Incredible Hulk movie, the second movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the one that starred Edward Norton. Um, he's actually making his return, and I imagine he's going to be um, placed as some sort of general, some kind of field commander for the heroes that are on the side of the registration, that are on Tony Stark's side. Um, I, th I think it's kind of cool that they're bringing him back, that they're actually, for once, tying something back to the Incredible Hulk movie. I mean, every once in a while they make tiny little references to it. Uh, in Avengers, you know, uh, Bruce Banner mentions that he broke Harlem last time he was in New York. And uh, when you look in the background of the Daredevil uh, TV series that's on Netflix, the one character, uh, Ben Urich, he has a number of different... Uh, headline articles uh, that he had written, front page articles. One was about the Battle of New York that took place in Avengers, and right beside it is, um, I think it was called like Mayhem and Harm. I can't remember exactly what the headline was, um, but referencing the Incredible Hulk. Uh, but it's very tangential. They don't make a lot of references, and I think it's because, one, that movie didn't do as well in the box office as any of the other ones. And also because almost none of the actors are back. We have yet to see Liv Tyler's um, uh, Betsy Ross, she's not, or Betty Ross, she's not um, ever been mentioned again. Obviously, they're moving the love interest over to Black Widow. Um, Edward Norton wasn't back. They, they replaced him with Mark Ruffalo, which turned out to be a pretty good choice there. Mark Ruffalo has been just killing it as the Hulk. Uh, so, and speaking of Hulks, though, back to Thunderbolt Ross, in the comics, he's a character known as Red Hulk. Um, he hated the Hulk, was chasing him down and everything, and then became the kind of the thing he hated. He became a Hulk himself. I really doubt that they're going to bring another Hulk into play here. Um, there were some very loose rumors out there that Abomination, the guy that Hulk fought at the end of the Incredible Hulk movie, would be back, part of the destruction. I don't know. I just see very much like Winter Soldier keeping this one grounded, um, not too much craziness. Like they're not going to go with Thor and, and the clone Thor that was in the Civil War comic book. I don't think they're going to bring Hulks into it. I don't think they're going to go anywhere crazy. The craziest thing maybe, um, I know that Paul Rudd is going to be reprising his Ant-Man role in this one. Maybe they flip script and he's a giant man. Uh, he can uh, grow to humongous sizes, the size of a building, as opposed to shrinking down to, to minuscule sizes. Maybe they could do that. But other than that, I don't see any like heavy hitter, big, huge destruction type characters like Hulks or Thor or anything like that, including Thunderbolt Ross being uh, you know the Red Hulk. So 
Uh, some other new characters, I just mentioned Ant-Man, that are definitely going to be introduced. One that I'm extremely excited about is Black Panther. Um, he's one of the, the cooler characters in Marvel Comics, if you ask me. Uh, he is the, the king of Wakanda. Uh, Wakanda was referenced in Age of Ultron and actually played a pretty big role. Uh, that's a, a fictional country in Africa that he rules, and it has that uh, fictional material for Branium. Huge plot point that Ultron used in his master plan uh, to get the whole Sokovia fake meteor thing to crash into Earth and kill all the humans. You know, Ultron-like stuff. Uh, that's also what Cap Shield's made out of, and it's what a lot of Black Panther's um, items, weapons, claws, that kind of stuff is made out of as well. Um, so he is going to be playing a role in the movie. He's going to be played by Chadwick Boseman, who was uh, Jackie Robinson in the movie 42. Absolute killed it in that movie. I love that movie. I don't even like baseball, and I love that movie. So uh, he was a really good choice. If you ask me to play back Black Panther, I think he can um, kind of portray that regalness, the, the, the strength that is kind of behind Black Panther, um, but also keep it relatable. Um, Black Panther is one of the smartest characters in the Marvel Universe, one of the, the strongest, um, but also at the same time, he's very much a human, and, and I don't think there's a lot of actors out there that could really portray that, and I think he's one of them, so I'm excited to see that. The question remains, though, about Black Panther is what exactly his role is going to be. In the comics, Black Panther really wasn't involved in Civil War that much. Uh, he didn't do a lot as far as like choosing sides and combat and things like that. So it was kind of interesting to me about how they were going to bring him in and, and how he was actually going to have a role in the movie. Um, one theory, one educated guess that I have out there is that he might you know, step out in the world because the world kind of came to him in the battle they had in Wakanda and all the fighting they had in in Africa during the Age of Ultron, about the, the middle of the movie. And if you've seen the trailers even, you've seen the, the Hulkbuster and Hulk fight. Um, that, that was all stemming from the scene where they're in Wakanda and dealing with Ulysses Claw, played by Andy Serkis. Um, that's a huge Black Panther villain, one of, one of his key uh, arch enemies. So he's obviously going to be involved in the future Black Panther standalone movie as well. Um, my initial thought before all this Spider-Man jazz came about, and yeah, I'll get back to that in a moment too, um, that Black Panther was almost going to play the Spider-Man role. He's going to be kind of the new kid on the block, stuck between the two sides, um, kind of got uh, Tony Stark's arm over his shoulder, so to speak, kind of talking, whispering in his ear, telling him what he should be doing, and Black Panther was, you know, maybe going to win a couple battles and then reveal who he was, you know, reveal that, hey, I'm actually the king of Wakanda. You know me as T'Challa, but I've actually been Black Panther all this time as well. And he was going to be the one to do that massive reveal that Spider-Man does at the end of issue two of Civil War, um, which had huge rippling implications through the Marvel Universe for years to come afterwards. Now that they actually have Spider-Man, I'm kind of changing my tune on what they might do with him. I'm kind of thinking he might have some kind of side story. You know, he might be something that the other heroes have to deal with while they're fighting each other. He's kind of like a third party that's bringing in information or 
has something to do, you know, maybe they're both fighting each other and then both fighting to get to a resource like Vibranium or something that he has. I'm not entirely sure how Black Panther is going to be brought in. My only hope is that he isn't overshadowed. I mean, he's such a cool character. He could bring so much to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I just hope that all of the awesomeness that's going to happen in Civil War doesn't overshadow him and he just becomes kind of a minor also ran oh by the way kind of character um i a couple of minutes ago mentioned daredevil um very small rumor floating around out there that charlie cox might be contacted to be daredevil like he was from the netflix series in the movie uh he might you know team up with one of the sides and, and fight that way I'd love to see it because that Netflix series was unbelievable. Me and my fiance watched through all 13 episodes in like less than a week. Um, it was freaking incredible. If you haven't seen it yet, I don't know why you're wasting your time listening to me right now and not watching all the episodes back to back because it will blow you away. All I can say is the last scene of episode two. If you've seen it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, I'd love to see him reprise his role, be part of the team, and see that bridge really connected well between the TV series and the movies. Um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, I mean, I know there's some mixed opinions on whether people like that show or not, but you have to give it credit at least that it does do a good job of bridging the universe between the TV show and the movies. There's no doubt that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. takes place in the same universe as the movies. I wouldn't hate seeing uh, some of those connections forged between the Netflix series that they're doing as well, the various ones that are coming up. And even if it's a small cameo, even if it's something like they see him you know, fighting on the street and he's trying to figure out whether or not he should register or something along those lines, you know, I don't know how they'd exactly bring him in, but you know, just something small like that. I think the only thing, um, other than those few mentions I had about... Um, the, the papers in Ben Urich's office, and then um, the Kingpin's One Henchman mentions if you had an iron suit or a magic hammer. There's a few little references in the show, um, but actual character crossover like uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. had with, with Lady Sif actually appearing on the, the thing. Obviously, Agent Coulson's a, a big one. He's in like almost all the movies in Phase 1. Um, so actually having a, a character crossover would be kind of cool. Uh, the last, but definitely not the least, uh, kind of rumor, kind of piece I want to talk about, have some educated guesses about, is obviously Spider-Man. Spider-Man is one of the biggest pieces in Civil War, as far as the comics go. Uh, I mentioned he reveals himself, he's on the pro-registration side. One of the most shocking panels, you know, I can remember growing up reading, um, you know, at the very end he pulls his mask off and says, you know, I'm Peter Parker, I've been Spider-Man since I was 15 years old in front of a press conference and basically J. Jonah Jameson poops himself because he can't believe that he was working with Spider-Man and defaming him at the same time. Um, it's a very powerful scene and it's really important as far as having people come to the registration side. Wow, someone like Spider-Man is going to register, then maybe I should consider it as well. And then Spider-Man ends up changing sides after he talks to Cap and there's some decisions that we made there and ends up fighting on the anti-registration side. Um, I don't think there, he's actually going to have that level of involvement in the movie. And I kind of hope that he doesn't. I don't want it to be rushed. We've had our ups and downs with Spider-Man, to put it delicately. 
as far as the movies go. Um, for whatever reason, once you bring in those three villains, uh, Spider-Man 3 and Amazing 2, it just kind of falls apart, and those movies weren't that good. Um, I mean, I love Spider-Man, and I, I like those movies more than I like certain other non-superhero movies out there, just because I'm biased that way. Um, but yeah, there's been some really strong candidates as far as movies go with the Spider-Man uh, films, and there's been some real weak entries as well. I'd rather them take their time, have a little cameo, have a, just a little bit of a story. I like Asa Butterfield as Spider-Man. I think going real young is a, is a good call because that's a Spider-Man we haven't seen. Even though Tobey Maguire and um, Andrew Garfield, both of their characters started off and were set in high school, they were both much, much older than high school age. Asa Butterfield, I think, actually is 15. So having a young Spider-Man um, and, and, and kind of I think what I heard is that they want to do four Spider-Man movies, the standalones um, that Sony's going to do branching off of his appearance in this movie, four Spider-Man movies, one each year of high school. I'd be fine with that. Um, you can have some adventures, but it would be honest as, as that feel of the early Spider-Man comics where it's he's fighting these villains and then he has girl problems or he has you know trouble balancing his home life and his superhero life. I feel like that's the one piece that was never really believable in the Spider-Man movies. They were awesome. They were spectacles to watch with the fighting. Um, you know, the Spider-Man movies really broke some ground. The Tobey Maguire, Sam Raimi ones with the visuals of what superhero movies could look like. Um, and I feel like uh, Amazing Spider-Man built off of that. But I never got that feel of... Man, Spider-Man really is like down on his luck. Tobey Maguire, those ones just felt kind of forced to me sometimes with that aspect. And the Andrew Garfield ones, I feel like, didn't even bother to deal with it. Um, he was just like a sad skateboarder kid. And then all of a sudden he was Spider-Man and he was fine with it. Um, but that always persisted throughout the comic books for me. It was that even, even after he was Spider-Man, even if you read like the Ultimate Spider-Man stuff, um, where he gets more confident and everything, he still doesn't do it right. Um, he, he goes against Flash in a basketball game, dunks it, breaks the hoop, and then kind of gets in trouble for it. He, he doesn't know how to show off. He doesn't know how to be the cool kid, even though he has the, the powers and the ability to be that now. Um, and I would love to see a young actor like Asa Butterfield be able to portray that, that real nerdiness, that real inability to kind of understand, like, I could be cool and awesome now, and I am as Spider-Man but I don't know how to be that as Peter Parker yet. And that divide was never as clear for me. It felt kind of forced. Um, but that's just too much to develop in the Captain America Civil War movie. Um, so my educated guess for that is that it's going to be more of a minor role. He's going to be mentioned, referenced. You might see him in like one fight or something, but it's going to be very subdued. I wouldn't even be surprised if he's the, the mid credit scene, and that's it. You know, he's just part of the aftermath the new superhero regime however you know all fizzles out at the end um with the fighting and everything and it comes down to okay you know we have avengers and they're kind of controlled and they're regulated but they're you know still autonomous however they decide that they want to end it and then he's he's part of that new team or whatever i i don't need a full origin story i don't need a full you know 
story thread throughout the entire movie of, oh, well, let's check in on Spider-Man and see what he's been doing this whole time. It is called Captain America Civil War, not Avengers Civil War, not, hey, also it's Spider-Man time Civil War. It's called Captain America, and that's who I want the lead to be. So I want all of it to be dedicated there. And Spider-Man just kind of mentioned and, and brought into the universe, but the movie shouldn't be focused on him wholly. So that's just my two cents on the movie and some of the, the pieces that are out there and kind of bringing that all together and talking about those rumors. Hope you guys have enjoyed uh, listening to me rattle on here about uh, nerdy stuff that no one should give this much thought to. Um, if you have any of your own educated guesses, rumors, stuff you've heard out there, uh, throw it in the messages right below this podcast on uh, GGR. Again, that website is greatgeekrefuge.com. Um, this podcast is also going to be available on iTunes. Anywhere that you get your podcast, you're going to be able to get this one just like Pirate Radio. Um, and check out some of the other new shows that we're going to have popping up on the website throughout the next week or two here. Uh, there's going to be a lot of quality stuff, and it's not all going to be superhero stuff, but it's going to be stuff you can get geeky about because that's what you do at the Great Geek Refuge. Uh, so thanks again for tuning in with me, guys. I uh, hope you enjoy uh, listening to the educated guesses, and I hope you enjoy everything else on the site. Take it easy. Bye.